Listening to sermons as we go about our days, driving around or doing our work, is a perfect reminder of our Lord's promises and of His mercies. This is the mission of Upper Room Media. To make the Word of God accessible to anybody and everybody. For the glory of God. 
It teaches us that in all hardships in our life, all tribulations are for the glory of God. And they are opportunities, the opportunities for us to take hold of, to glorify God, to trust God, and to seek His hope and His majesty. They are opportunities for us. But in order to see this, we have to dive a little bit deeper into the story. After this response from our Lord, what does the Lord do? Does He rush to go to Lazarus to heal? Healing? Does he tell his disciples, come on, we're going to go right now. The one who I love is sick, right? We're going to go right now, especially because I love him. We're going to move even faster. Is that what happened? No. No. And by the way, this would have been for the glory of God too, if he would have went and healed him, right? Because our Lord healed many sicknesses, many paralysis that he healed. But there was something special here about this man. Our Lord took his time. Took his, his sweet time. Listen to this. Now Jesus loved, again, loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that he was sick, he stayed two more days in the place where he was. Doesn't that seem strange? Doesn't that seem a little bit off? Imagine getting a text message or a phone call or a Buddha, the one that you love so much is in the hospital, he's sick and, and he's hurt really bad. I, I take a nap, I relax, I go get some coffee, I go fishing for a day, and then I come back and then I go feel Something strange, right? Any one of us, if we hear someone who's in the hospital, they're sick, we go right away. Why did the Lord wait two extra days? Why? If you remember, we talked last week about adding Theo to our logic. In the logic sense, this doesn't make sense. In the logic way of looking at things, we have to go right away if someone is sick in the hospital. Yes, absolutely. But we add the Theo. God, there is a reason, there's a theological reason why God waited two days. Number one, it shows us that we must be patient. God will always answer, but sometimes not in our timeline. He will answer in the right time. Even when the disciples were on the boat and they were about to drown, where was Christ? What was Christ doing? What was he doing? He was sleeping. There was a reason why he was sleeping. This message is for us, not for them. Because sometimes it will seem like Christ is sleeping. Where are you? I'm, I'm drowning, I'm dying, I'm in this very, very serious problem. I have a problem at work, I have a problem with my business, I have a problem with my family. Where are you? And sometimes we even tell God what Martha told God. If you were here, my brother wouldn't have died. And he goes to them after two days. She says that if you were here, you wouldn't have died. We tell God, you can easily take care of this problem. Where are you? The problem in this life is that we have everything in our fingertips. If I'm hungry, I can go to the drive-thru and get food like this. If I want coffee, I don't even have to go. I can order it on the phone, and when I walk into the store, there it is with my name on it. I don't have to worry. I don't have to stand in line. I don't even have to talk to anybody. There it is. I pick it up and I go. Everything is instant in this life. Now it is. So when we come to God, we expect the same thing. We expect God, I need help right away. Right away, like I'm placing the Starbucks for we expect God to answer us in our time. He expects us to drop everything and come to us. But this teaches us today that God will come to us, He will surely answer, but in His perfect time. And this is something that we have to trust. The second reason that our Lord delays is that He wanted Lazarus' body to start to corrupt, to start to delay, to decay. That way there is no doubt among anyone that He has absolute authority over death. Over life. 
Also, there was a belief, if you study the old, the old ways, there was a belief among the Jews, especially the rabbis, that when someone dies, the soul lingered around the body for three days. So, as long as three days doesn't pass, there's a possibility that he might, there might be some resuscitation. But after four days, nothing. That's it. There is no hope that person is, is gone. So we see with these two days that God waited, we know in this miracle how many days God raised Lazarus after how many more days? Four days, right? This is to nullify any doubt among anyone, the Jews, the rabbis, us today, anyone, anyone at all. So after this we're told, he told, we're told that he tells his disciples, our Lord tells us, our beloved Lazarus, our beloved friend, sleeps, and I go that I may wake him. And another part that we want to stop and talk about briefly, how beautiful our Lord calls us his friends. We have the opportunity now, if we so choose, to be God's friends. Something to think about after today. And the disciples answer, of course, and say they don't understand. They say, okay, well, if you sleep, he's going to get up. Why do we have to go? And then he tells them plainly, Lazarus has gone. Our friend Lazarus has gone. And this also teaches us and comforts us that death is not unto the end. It's just something like sleeping, right? This is why Christ says our friend sleeps. He sleeps, he will get up, right? He wants to confirm to them, yeah, he will get up, and he wants to tell them, no, he's dead, he's dead, and I will go to wake him up. It shows us that death is just sleeping until the end of the world. And this is why we hear in the litany of the departed, there is no death for your servants, but a what? A departure, right? Just leave and we'll be right back. He's going to, Jesus is going to come, he's going to raise everyone, and we're all going to live with him. So our Lord took his time, and then when he went to go see Lazarus and his sisters, and when he met Martha, she said, again, what we mentioned, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Would not have died. And Jesus said to her, he will rise again. And she said, I know, of course. No, I know the Lord. I'm a believer. I know that he will rise again in the last day. And of course, this affirms to us our faith. We say at the end of the creed, what? We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the age to come. There will be a resurrection. Everyone who has died will rise again. And we look forward to this new life where there is no death, where there is no pain, where there is no sorrow. So when she says this to him, what does he respond? He says, I am the resurrection and the life. Yes, everyone will rise to the last day, but I, it's through me. Without me, there is no resurrection. And this word, I am, is one of the greatest titles of God. He said this to Moses. When Moses asked him who he is, he said, I am that I am. I am the resurrection and the life. I am everything. I am the beginning and the end. I am life itself. I am the all in all, and I have authority over all. And this is what we get from today. God has authority in everything, and everything that we go through in life is not unto death or for any other reason other than the glory of God. He continues and says, He who believes in me, though he may die, shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Then he asks her a question. He says, Do you believe this? And he comes to every single one of us today and says, Do you believe this? Do you believe truly that the problem that you're going through that seems like such a big problem is nothing other than an opportunity, opportunity for the glory of God? Do you believe that this problem in your business, this problem in your home, the suffering that you're going through is nothing other than the glory of God? And 
And we must answer and say yes. Yes, we believe that this is for the glory of God. Because even though Martha had faith, she had faith. She knew who Christ was. She knew if he were here, he would be alive. He wouldn't have died. She had faith, but it wasn't complete. She knew who he was, but she didn't know that he had. She believed that he could have healed her, but not that he would rise after the death after four days. Plus, he's dead. It's been four days. Really, do you have power over even this? Yes. He has power even over this. So we must believe. We are all here in church. We believe who God is. We know who the Lord Jesus Christ is. And we have icons in our houses and we come to liturgy and we serve, but sometimes when we get into a problem, our faith becomes half. And we say, well, where did you go? No, we must have full faith and know that He is the resurrection and that He is the life. And we must believe. So they had, they had faith, but it wasn't perfected. And after this, we want to perfect our faith. Faith, no matter what is happening, that God is in control. Which brings us back to our response that we were talking about. This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God. Everything that we go through, God is telling us today, stop stressing and stop worrying. It's all for the glory of God. And as we know in Romans 8, 28, we read what? All things are for the what? For those who love God. For the what? Hmm? For the what? For the good. For the good. All things work for the good for those who love God. Everything is for good, no matter what, even if it's the worst of the worst. And we are told in James and in Romans, have joy when you go through tribulations. Know that the tribulation that God is giving you is for a reason. It's to check and see what you're made of. Even when we look at Joseph in the Old Testament, a, a great story of suffering and unfairness. He was sold by his brothers and he was in prison and so on and so forth. What happened? He became the leader of Egypt and he saved his families. So even he said it, he said it to his brothers, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for what? For good. God meant it for good. Everything in our lives, as long as we hold on to God, is for good. No matter. There's a quote that says people are like tea bags. You don't know what's inside of them until you put them in hot water. So sometimes God wants to show us what we're made of, what kind of strength we have. And we know that His strength is made perfect in our watching, in our universe. So what we learn from this gospel today is faith, patience, and hope. He calls Lazarus. He says, Lazarus, come forth. And he who has been dead for four days comes out. And this is a marvel to everyone, of course. Again, faith, patience, and Faith that God has power over all and is in total control. Patience that He will answer even if He delays. He will answer. And hope that this tribulation is not unto death or anything other than the glory of God. And glory be to God forever. This talk was brought to you by Upper Room Media. We hope that this talk has, through the grace of God, touched your heart, and we pray that it will not only inform you, but will also transform you and your life with Christ.